I'm a dude. He's a dude. We're three dudes. Saying stuff. And welcome to the next episode of Dudes Saying Stuff. Um, we had a little bit of a schedule conflict, but you know what? We're still delivering, and that's all that matters. Uh, and it's going to be a little late tonight, and uh, if the editing sucks, Dom's doing it this time. So you can uh, point your <laughs> complaints to him. But before we get started in some of the recaps, uh, we have a listener question. Listener, what do you have to say? Hey, dudes. Uh, KB from Metri, long-time listener, second-time caller. Just want to kick things off uh, by giving my boy Jordan some support for his college football segment. I know a lot of people are clamoring for some more time on that. And uh, let's be honest, um, his fantasy team is absolute dog shit. The Saints are horrible. Let's give this guy something to look forward to each week. Let's let him talk about college football a little bit more, especially now that LSU Tigers are, are 3-0 and and look to be shoe-ins for the college football playoff. Um, so I'm just thinking we give this guy, let's, let's double the time he normally lasts in bed and give him a full minute to talk about college football. Um, and I do have one question. Um, what has your, what's been the biggest surprise for you guys this season, whether it a te- whether it's a team or a player, uh, overperforming or underperforming, what's been the biggest surprise three weeks into the season? Uh, I'll take my answer offline. Thanks. Oh, look, it's Kurt from Metri again. Thank you, your loyal supporter. Um, now, I do, don't agree with your uh, thought process of Jordan's fucking co- college football recap, but uh, you know what? We're going to listen. We're giving him a little – we allowed him more time. We'll see if he, he uses it. Um, but to come up with your question, uh, the answer to your questions in terms of surprises so far this season, I'm going to go the fantasy route. I'll kick it off. And mine is kind of the disappointment overall of first-round picks. <laughs> If you look through it, I believe for the most part, the only first round pick that's really delivering is Cooper Cup. I mean, running backs, they they it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. My my team's still dead because of that. So but the thing is a lot of people's are dead. I would say about nine of the ten teams for the most part did not have a very good first round pick. But things will change. It's only been three weeks. I expect things to change. Um for at least four, four or five, I would hope so. Um, otherwise, the no, no running back um, concept may actually grow. Dom, you want to go next? Uh, yeah. So sticking to the draft and how people's picks turned out, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about um, a couple late third round pick running backs. Um, first. Number one running back so far in the season, Nicholas Chubb, uh, picked by the fuckholes. And Saquon Barkley, picked by the new guy, Nashville D. Rudders. Uh, they're RB1 and 2 and came in the, the late third round of our draft. Uh, Chubb's always been that consistent guy, uh, and he seems to always fall out of the first round. And this year he fell out of the second round, but he's been delivering – and he shows on the field each week. He's looking really good. And I said it once, and I'll say it again. Saquon is back, baby. And it's great for fantasy football. So congrats to those two teams on those good values at running backs, uh, especially following up Mike's comment about how early running backs uh, have not been paying off so far. Even Justin Jefferson. Yep. Big, big week one and then nothing since. Nothing since. Jordan. Uh, I will also stay in the fantasy route, by the way, Kurt. Thank you for your support. Um, I had a great college football segment for you tonight. And uh, my surprise of the season is going to be Jalen Hurts. Uh, kudos to Mike for sniffing this one out. He picked up Hurts in the eighth round, mind you. Eighth mm-hmm. round. Um, and so far, Hurts has been averaging 31 points this season. I think he's had over the last two games over 30 points. If Hertz could stay healthy, Mike is going to ride that momentum all the way to the playoffs for sure. That was a solid pick, Mike. So congrats to you. And um, that is my surprise. All right. Thank you. And as promised, we are rolling back with Jordan's college football recap of the week. (laughs) All right. So thanks to KV. I got an extra 15 seconds this week. Um, LSU started off the season 3-0 with a huge defensive performance. Um, we shut out New Mexico 38 to nothing. The, uh, everything looked really well. Special teams looks like they're starting to get it together. 
We had a touchdown called back on a terrible penalty, a punt return touchdown called back on a terrible penalty. Um, so let's look forward to LSU beating Auburn this weekend on the road at Auburn and a great slate of games uh, coming up this weekend as well. So that's my college football recap. Okay. Not bad. All right. All right, we're going to get right back into week three recaps now. So I'm going to start off, and I'm going to look at the Battle of the Unbeatens. Ollie versus Zach. Um, That A-minus is not looking so good. Uh, So um, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven starters on Zach's side to not get double digits. So not doing too well. And in fact, his uh, two two tight ends got less than ten points combined. Um, but on the other side, right on the other side, Ollie came through. You know, again, he did not have that big of a week, only 111 points. But I think a lot, a lot overall, were were down weeks for a lot of people. Um, but you know, Travis Kelsey still is big advantage maker, um, and <clears throat> basically that advantage is giving Ollie a step up every week. It shows here, um, and he now is the lone unbeaten. All right, next I'm going to talk about uh, Bo Jangles' victory over Evans Trump Boys. Um, good golly, Miss Molly. Lamar Jackson, 48 points this week. Uh, currently the QB1 on the season. I know I've mentioned it earlier on that I think he relatively – was a value for quarterback um, based on where he was drafted. He wasn't drafted the number one. I think he was drafted maybe three or four overall and could be a league winner. Um, the rest of his team really just did enough to get him through. I mean, when one guy scores almost 50 for you, um, if you just get average performances the rest of the way, you're going to be in good shape. Um, but on Evan's side – a uh, positive note is uh, Joe Burrow looked a little better last week, putting up 29 points, and the Yeti, Derrick Henry, uh, having his first big performance of the year with a 23-pointer. But Trunk Boys are 0-3 to start the year, and my team, Bojangles, 2-1. and <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've got, a, I've got Mars Red Rocks, which is uh, Jason versus the Dom uh, Mars Red Rocks came out on top here. He uh, beat, barely edged out Tom by about nine points. Once again, the Dom was carried by Josh Allen in a ridiculous performance uh, against Miami in a loss. Just could not get enough production out of the rest of his guys. Jason got lucky with uh, with Mark Mandrews, put up 25 points last week, and that pretty much carried his team to the victory. Congratulations, Jason. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. I will take uh, J.O. versus Chris. I want to thank J.O., Oh, no, actually, thank Chris uh, for, for losing as well. So two quality opponents uh, have lost to, uh, to Overman, so I don't feel so bad. I can actually get some sleep at night, a little less turning. Uh, but, you called yourself quality. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, ble- I beat you're at. Well, well, let's wait for the next recap, and then we'll, we'll talk about it, okay? <laughs> All right. So Daddy Pinocchio, 117, Buckos 108. Um, you know, Cooper, he, he had a great start with uh, Amari Cooper. Like I said, Cooper Cup. So he's got those Coopers um, doing pretty well for him. Cooper Cup being the lone first-round pick that's actually delivering. Um, and he picked the right defense. 16 points from a defense, 10 points from a kicker. When you get those type of points from those auxiliary pieces, you have a good shot of winning. Um, and just lucky for him on the other side, he didn't deliver like he would hope. Um you know, Jamar Chase, less than 10 points. You know, outside of Nick Chubb and, oh, well, Jacobs didn't do that well. He's got he's got playmakers, but ultimately it was not enough to overcome um, those those uh, auxiliary pieces that really helped uh, J.O. push up to the top. So, congrats, J.O. Two wins. <laughs> yep, got to get them while you can. Not everybody uh, can get uh, victories on the regular basis, especially J.O. So, congrats, buddy. Way to get that one. Uh, lastly, I'm going to review the dude versus dude. Dude, dude versus dude. dude. <laughs> Mike Buff Lesbos stomped Jordan's Luke, I am your father squad. Um, quick summary, Jalen Hurts did what Jalen Hurts has been doing. Had a great game, 34 points. 
Um, and his running backs, those are points are hard to come by at that position. And his running backs did well, uh, 14 from each Dalvin and Zeke. And it helps to have the Eagles defense, which gave him a nice 17 uh, to put him over the edge for the week. And Jordan's team did what Jordan's team does and didn't show up and scored a bunch of single digits uh, in most more positions than not. Um, in general, you don't want to have too many Falcons in your starting lineup, but thankfully he did because two of those guys combined, Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson, uh, put up 34 points for him. However, it was not enough, and Luke, I am your father, is now 0-3. Oh. Mike, 2-1. and one. Yeah. So, so, Jordan, don't worry, man. You lost to a quality opponent. So <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> all right and so we're gonna go off and uh talk about some some uh highlights we want to talk about uh so mike's manliest performance i'm gonna pick none other than uh my philadelphia eagles defense picked picked up i believe sunday morning uh either saturday night or sunday morning to play against jordan in his car segments and nine sacks they also held them to about 58 minutes of scoreless, being scoreless. It, it was a late garbage time uh, touchdown. It could have been a hell of a lot worse for you, Jordan. Um, but you know what? I will take nine sacks. I will take a bunch of turnovers and only allowing about six points. Um, but, you know, I will say Philly has an interesting matchup this week, but I like their schedule for the rest of the year. All right, next you can go with Dom's Doofus of the Week. Doi! Who's it going to be? Um, none other than our former champ. I don't know what he's thinking, but he drafted a guy named James Robinson, which nobody mentioned his name, I don't think at all, during the preseason or even during the draft. He took him as a flyer in the 100th and 6th overall pick in our draft, 11th round. But I don't know what more he needs to see from this guy to get him in his lineup. 19 points week one, 14 points week two. And this week, 20 on his bench. Not saying that would have helped him win, but you have a guy, a difference maker at a position where many people are scrounging the bottom of the barrel to get somebody to start. And you have this guy on your bench, doofus. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Everybody, this is everybody's favorite uh, favorite part of this segment, my jerk-off worthy player of the week. And I'm going to be Lamar Jackson off this week. I mean, come on. The guy is a point oh, yeah. machine. Oh, yeah. Point machine. Okay. So, <laughs> back-to-back weeks, he almost puts up a 50-burger. He had, he had 49 last week, 48 this week. He is single-handedly carrying Team Bojangles to a strong third-place start right out of the gate. Uh, so, that is who I'm jerking it to this week. Thank you, Lamar. Congrats, Kurt, for having a decent uh, – all right um i threw in this a late late edition i'm i'm bringing back the commissioner's corner um and i am calling out none other than another dude jordan shut the hell up about the waivers okay we (laughs) voted on this it does not reset every week if you don't like it vote for fab it's the right way to do it it's the most proper way to do free agency you guys need to just fucking Vote for Fab so Jordan can shut the fuck up. But on top of that, <laughs> don't complain when you use your waiver claim not once, but twice on a fucking defense. And after <laughs> like you stream a defense, and then after you bitch about it, then you use the claim on a defense. <laughs> and it's the Vikings defense. Yes, they may play against a shitty New Orleans offense, but they're not good. So, don't I guarantee you the Vikings defense was going to be there after waivers? But no, you burnt it, and then I'm I'm surprised you did not send a text going, "What the hell? I'm only like eighth or nine. Don't worry, <laughs> don't, don't worry. <laughs> okay, and that is the commissioner's corner. So we will get to our week four previews right after the break. Congratulations, you've done it. You've graduated college, so what's next? That's where Justin Overman's new book is here to help. With AOJO's Guide to Adulting, he guides you in getting a job, finding a girl, having a kid, buying a house, getting married, getting that girl to manage your fantasy football team, 
attempting to grow a beard, and complaining nonstop about not having time to do anything. If you buy now, you'll get a free copy of J.O.'s Greatest Hits, sayings that you can force into any situation. Classics like, you hate to see it. Hey, you in the diaper! Nah, that ain't me. Beach! That's some baby back bullshit. What it do, baby boo? And of course, ooh! All books are available on audiobook via cassette tape narrated by the man himself. Caution, please turn down the volume before playing for your health and the health of your passengers. Order now, and you can get on the fast track to adulting. Disclaimer, AOJO's Guide to Adulting does not guarantee becoming an adult nor acting like one. All right, so uh, I hope you like that uh, sponsor. I believe it's a great tool. I believe everyone should pick it up. Um, so, yeah, thank you for that. Corner, uh, put it on your wish list. Did you say Halloween? Holiday? Oh, okay. My bad. All right. <laughs> so week four previews. We are going to get, go into it. So um, first up, Evan versus J.O. So I will have the uh, luxury of <sighs> reviewing Evan. 0-3. Oh, 0-3, oh, Evan. Um, man, our champ. Our champ is not doing so well. But let's just kick it off. He, he kicks off with – I'm going to bring up Joe Burrow. He's coming back. He had the make makeup game against the Jets. So right, it, it was the Jets last week, correct? Correct, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he's feeling good. He's feeling good. He's, he's against Miami, um, who, who kind of shut down Josh Allen. But I think that was more or less just they couldn't sustain the drives or they couldn't capitalize on the drives. Um, and – Tua is injured or may not play, so Joe could be on the field some more. So Joe, in a Thursday night matchup um, to kick off, he can get a quick head start right at the beginning of the season or beginning of the week. Next, I want to talk about Derrick Henry. As Dom mentioned, the Yeti had his first game back, and what what scares me the most now with Derrick Henry is the man had, I believe, five catches something that's typically not in Derrick Henry's arsenal. And if he starts performing in the receiving game, we are all in trouble. We can expect a full head of steam from Evan coming from the rear um, just because Derrick Henry is ridiculous already when he is on a roll, but he didn't even have the receiving part before that. And if that gets added, it's a huge, huge upgrade. And then, Finally, I want to talk about uh, Debo Samuel. So Debo, he is um, kind of that Swiss Army knife. He hasn't had that breakout game yet, but he is performing admirably. Um, and he is a good, in my opinion, still a, a wide receiver one with Jimmy G. Um, and I expect more, um, more rushing opportunity as well because San Francisco's offense has not looked great. They're going to try to... Uh, spark that up and get Debo involved. So th- those are my highlights. Dom, thoughts? On the other side, uh, Daddy Pinocchio uh, picked up another victory last week, apparently in sixth place in the league, um, carried by Cooper Cup and Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, I'll start off with him. Cooper Cup doesn't need much more mentioning than just saying the name Cooper Cup is on his team. Um, Amari Cooper he had his second 20 point plus game and he faces the Atlanta Falcons who suck this week. Uh, look for him to have another <laughs> big week and hopefully uh, help his team out. Uh, he also has Chris Olave who seems to be a de facto one for the saints. Uh, and everyone wants that to be Michael Thomas based on history, but uh, Jameis has an eye for Olave deep down the field and he uh, plays Minnesota uh, this week in London, baby. So we'll see what he's going to do uh, across the pond. And last thing I'll mention is his starting running backs, uh, James Connor dealing with a knee injury, uh, limited participant today at practice. We'll see what he does this week. Their matchup against Carolina. And his other running back currently in the starting lineup, Rashad Penny. Um, not on a great offense, but has a better matchup this week against Detroit. Uh, Jordan, what do you think the X factor will be this week in this matchup? 
My X Factor this week is going to be, you just mentioned it, Dom, Chris Olave. The Saints seem to have figured out that he's he can catch a football. He's so far been the only bright spot or one of the very few bright spots on the Saints offense all season. Olave had nine, nine, nine grabs for 147 yards last week, put up 20 points. Um, look for that to continue this week. If he can get some more catches and kind of add to J.O.'s elite wide receiver mix there with Amari Cooper coming on. You got better watch out. Jo's team might be a li- might be a little bit dangerous. So uh, I also think Jo's going to get the dub for sure. And real quick shout out to Trunk Boys for carrying two kickers and Odell Beckham Jr. on his team. Real quick loss for management there. Well, I, all right. Man, the Richard. I mean, Jordan. The Richard. It is only a ten-team league. I mean, it's kind of a you know. He's got the run deep. You know. Yeah. He's we'll got the depth. Uh, I mean, he, the Richard boys get kind of completely obliterated on the on this show. Um, <laughs> all right, next we're going to cover Kurt versus Zach. So, um, so for Kurt, uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to give Lamar Jackson more <laughs> more more screen time. Uh, the dude's insane. Uh, but I will talk about AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Um, he is uh on he's pretty much the number one on a offense that is going insane right now uh and he's facing Jacksonville who right now I think is the number one scoring offense so there there could be fireworks in this game um AJ Brown I, I expect big things uh mainly because I'm Jalen I have Jalen Hurts uh so I'm actually just really hoping um next I want to talk about Jonathan Taylor he is not been that good for a first for the first overall and i believe he did land on the injury report today i don't believe he practiced today due to a toe injury so is that a factor that's that's being caused by this uh i mean he's had a, a huge first week one but then really not much after that so is that toe going to cause a problem and finally let's talk about Tyler Conklin. Yes, I'm going to talk about a tight end. Why? Because outside of Mandrews and fucking uh, Kelsey, there's not really good going out uh, out there. But the guy has uh, at least seven targets in all three games. Uh, he went eight for 84, which is really good for a tight end. But then now here's the question. Zach Wilson is coming back. Will he target the tight end just as much? That's going to be a huge question mark. And what could have been a diamond in the rough for Kurt could ultimately sink him because he's got two tight ends he's facing on the other side that he better be ready. So talked about Zach. Oh, great segue on the tight ends there, Mike. Um, Darren Waller and George Kittle on the Nashville D-Rudders. Oh, he couldn't wait till George Kittle came back and get him in his starting lineup. And guess what they did in week three? Combined total of eight and a half points between Waller and Kittle. Uh, so far, the two tight end strategy on this quote unquote A minus team um, <laughs> didn't pay off in this first week back. It actually caused him to have his only loss in the season so far. Um, we'll see if those tight ends can bounce back. They are still considered in the elite tier. So I expect those, those guys have a better week this week. Um, Next, I'm going to talk about the other Philadelphia wide receiver, often forgot about, Devonta Smith. Um, had his first huge week uh, last week with a 28-pointer, um, eight catches, 169 yards, and a touchdown on 12 targets. Um, like Mike said, fireworks in this one. Pew, 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 pew. Billy in Jacksonville. Um, get ready for some more points to come fantasy-wise here. And – a Surprise rookie so far this year, Garrett Wilson. Not that he's a total surprise. People saw the talent, but um, he's getting a lot of targets in the for the Jets this year. Uh, had 10 last week, only came down with six. But uh, what's the new quarterback going to do, as Mike mentioned, uh, when they face off at Pittsburgh? And, of course, the Buffalo defense, always solid to have them but a tougher matchup this week at Baltimore. Jordan? Yeah, the obvious X factor here is Lamar Jackson, but uh, we've talked about him enough, so I'm going to go 
over onto Zach's side, and you just mentioned him, Dom, Devonta Smith. Will Jalen Hurts be throwing to his former, I guess, teammate in Alabama, the old Heisman winner there? Uh, he finally, they finally figured out that Devonta Smith could be used. I think it looks like they're starting to realize in ways they can use him on the field, on offense. He had almost 28 points last week. Uh, will the hot streak continue? Because Zach's going to need it because his two loose ends there are just not doing the job for him. Bojangles wins. <laughs> Whoa, did you hear that? Did you Bojangles hear that? wins. He picked against the A minus D Rudders? Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we're going to look at Dom versus Chris. So, the Dom. Let's talk about your team, all right? Uh, Let's hear it. Okay. First off, I got to talk about Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. What the hell's going on? I mean, I the know, guy the guy has scored – he hasn't played in one game, and he hasn't scored uh, more than 6.1 or 6.3 points in either. He got a lot of targets last game, but only caught two of them um, in a game that we were behind most of the time. Uh, not really what you want to see after for your second-round uh, running back, who I thought was going to be – was a slam-dunk pick, by the way, so I'm not giving you too much sh- shit for it. Um, then I want to talk about – Oh, I will say Kamara's across the pond, so that that might maybe that changes some things. Who who knows? Maybe he feels, you know, he wants to pay his respects to the queen by just going off. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, next I want to talk about uh, Rashad Bateman. So Rashad Bateman, he is facing again a Buffalo defense who is without the majority of their secondary. Uh, he has. Had two really good games uh, with uh, touchdowns, but he only got four targets last game. Is that because of just Lamar rushing it every time? But he, I don't think he can really do that this game because they're going to have to keep up. It's going to be Lamar versus Josh Allen. It's going to be a great, great uh, game. Um, and because of the weakness on the Buffalo secondary because of all the injuries, uh, this could mean really big things. He can break one, and you could have a really good uh, turnout for that. And I'm going to finally talk about T. Higgins. So T. Higgins, he's facing Miami. Again, another possible uh, firework fest. Um, he's, he's gotten – the problem with him is he's left two games with injuries. I think he came back the last game. But still, like, is this like an old like Mike Williams type thing where he gets injured like once a game and like goes out and then finally comes mm-hmm. back in or doesn't come back at all? Like it's kind of it's got to be nerve wracking to play T Higgins at this point because when he plays he does well. The problem is you don't know when he's going to play and when he finishes the game, so that's going to be a huge thing uh, for you. So how do you feel about your opponent? Well, to continue on T Higgins, he got robbed. He made a magnificent catch in the end zone, um, but they need to reevaluate that rule when you come down with the ball right outside the end zone after making an incredible catch. Anyway, yeah, well, yeah, I yeah, also think good. you're biased. Mm, I think it was, it was a really nice catch because I want Joe Burrow to get the touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looking at my opponent, um, sends a little shivers down my spine when I see these wide receivers. And he does have the number three wide receiver so far in the season on his team. No, not Jamar Chase. No, not Devontae Adams. But Jalen Waddle. Um, good grief. Got to love that touchdown celebration, too, doing a little Penguin Waddle. Um, they're facing Cincinnati tomorrow night, Thursday night. Uh, will he continue to produce? Uh, I think he could do so and may even, full prediction here, finish higher than Tyreek come season's end. Uh, just because Tyreek is always going to draw that better cornerback matchup, maybe a double team, and you can't double both of them. So I think Waddle could benefit uh, from that. And Two apparently can throw a deep ball, which a lot of people had doubt about. Um, next, I'll talk about Jamar Chase, who had a really good week one uh, in that same matchup against Miami uh, this week. Uh, he had a couple down weeks and uh, faced him last year in the championship when he went absolute ham. So I expect a, a big game from Jamar Chase this week. And lastly, Mr. Tom Brady, uh, the plant man. He continues to go on playing Sunday night this week against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, didn't look too great uh, in the primetime matchup against Green Bay. 
uh, this past week without all of his weapons. He should have some of his weapons back this week. Hopefully they put up some more points um, to help out Chris's team, but not too much. Joe, what do you think? You know, my X Factor, you keep you keep touching on it there, Dom. It's going to be Terrific Tom. He's mm. the number 27th ranked I'm QB. I'm all over it. Three for three. A, yeah, three for three. <laughs> number 27th ranked QB in the league this year. He has three touchdowns in three games. He also, I believe, has two or three turnovers in three games. He's just not looking like the Tom Brady. Is Father Time finally catching up to him? Tick, 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 tick. I think the Dom is going to bring home the dub. Oh, my God. He just went back-to-back against his lovers? Oh, He's playing again. He's playing again. I got to change something up here. Oh, my God. Whew. He picked me last week, so it might be the kiss of death. I don't yeah, know. it might be the kiss of death. All he, right. He's just doing it. That's what it is. He's just doing it. He's so. doing a reverse jinx on, yeah. jinx on everybody, so you can see <laughs> who he really likes. Um, all right, next we're going to go with another dude matchup. Uh, myself versus Ollie. First place Ollie, I'll, I'll say. So let's review Ollie real quick. So Ollie... He's get he's got Christian McCaffrey against Arizona, which Arizona's dog shit. Their defense is so bad. I'm not gonna sh- sugarcoat it. It's so bad. My only only thing is like, oh, maybe there's hope. Maybe there's hope. Is that good old Christian McCaffrey landed on the injury report again? And I'm told that, or at least the reports are that it's a it's worse than the last time things that's been putting him on there. It's a thigh thigh injury. But so far, it sounds like he will play. Um, but maybe he's limited. I don't know. But honestly, even limited is going to put up fucking 20 points against that god-awful defense. Um, mm-hmm. So next, I'm going to talk about another injured guy, uh, St. Brown. And I'm on St. Brown going against Seattle. Um, St. Brown, uh, I think he left the game a little bit last week. I believe it's an ankle injury. They say, you know, prognosis is going pretty well but if he plays you gotta play him the dude's on doing so well uh but is he going to be limited uh so big got to keep your eye out on that one um and then finally i'm going to talk about fournette um i'm gonna uh, actually i'm not gonna talk about fournette i'm gonna talk about <laughs> uh i don't feel like talking about him yet. i'm gonna talk about travis kelsey and the, the main reason is this is the big advantage that that uh, Ollie has. Um, tight end. I mean, he's got advantages all across the board, but every matchup outside of when he faces uh, Jason uh, with Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey will always be an advantage. Um, he's going against Tampa Bay, which is not an easy defense. Um, they they may move their game. I haven't heard yet on that. I think it, mm-hmm. if they do, they move it to Minnesota interesting enough but uh yeah so we have i guess maybe i don't know why they didn't just move to new orleans it's right i heard that i heard it was new orleans Did no they change that? no it's minnesota oh. Oh, minnesota uh probably tom brady's like no no i play like shit over there i'm not yeah I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> that has bad mojo but he has scored um a touchdown in two out of three games <clears throat> he's going to be the major advantage on ollie's side um so let's uh, go ahead dom let me have it I'll let you have it, all right. Uh, Mike's got his eyes on the prize, looking to make a bounce-back year this year after missing the playoffs in 2021. Um, and he's off to a good start, 2-1, uh, led by none other than Jalen Hurts, uh, the quarterback steal of the draft. So it seems to this point, um, as we mentioned before, fireworks versus Jacksonville. Pew, 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 pew. And his running back, Dalvin Cook, uh, re-injured that uh, shoulder from last season. Uh, but this week he'll have his device. And last year when he got the device for his shoulder, he came out and dominated. Um, the Saints are usually pretty good against the run. Uh, we'll see if that happens to be the case uh, Sunday morning in London. Um, lastly, I'm going to talk about uh, Brandon Cooks. Um, he hasn't produced a lot. But he's getting the targets, 29 targets through three, three games, nearly 10 a game. Um, and I think he's due. I think he scores this week. I think he puts up a nice uh, maybe 15, 18 points for Mike this week uh, at the Los Angeles Chargers, who are a good matchup for the wide receiver position. 
Jordan, what do you see? Oh, X Factor here. I'm going to go on the Buff Lesbos team here. It's going to be Mike's two starting running backs. Both of them finally found the end zone for the first time this season last week. I think both have kind of been a letdown of, for, you know, what Mike was hoping, uh, especially Zeke. But luckily he's had Jalen Hurts there to kind of counteract that. So we'll see what his running backs do. What kind of production does he get out of them? I see that. Don't worry, Murray is actually favored. But his unbeaten streak comes to an end this this week. Mikey B bringing home the dub. Ooh, wee! Oh, dude, total. T- he's doing total reverse jinx. <laughs> without, <laughs> without a doubt, he never picks me. Hey, never I'm, picks I'm me. calling it now. He picks Jason to win his matchup. Yeah, next. he's never. He has never picked. I'm pretty sure if you look back on the tape, he has never picked Jo and and me in the same fucking uh, show ever. ever. Oh, probably not. Definitely not. So, yes. <laughs> You have talked about it already. Our matchup of the week, it's none other. It's none other than Jordan versus Jason. Uh, you know I had to highlight this one last um, just because I think J- Jason is sick of hearing the fuck you Jasons in, in every show. Or maybe he just he loves it too much. I don't know. But I will review Jordan real quick. So, Jordan. Talk about a goddamn letdown with Austin Eckler. Oh, my God. Don't tell me about it. He is – he had – in case you didn't know, he had four attempts last game for a whopping five yards. I don't think he was injured. I I don't know, man. He scored the most touchdowns in the league last season, and he's splitting carries with 20 guys. Hey, hey, whose review is this? Whose review is this? Pipe down. So – he faces Houston this week, which I think is a get-right game. I think Austin Eckler, he's heard about it enough. It's done. I think Herbert's going to have to is going to dump it down because I don't think he can throw with that cartilage yet, not the way he wants to, at least without being feeling like shit. So I expect that to uh, happen. So Jordan, I'm expecting a bounce-back game from Austin Eckler. Next, I'm going to talk about Kyle Pitts, who finally got. Uh, involved a little bit eight targets 87 yards probably should have had 100 um and i think they heard and they said and look what happened they got Kyle puts involved and guess what they won the fucking game arthur smith the podcast yeah i I guess they did finally god (laughs) so yes huge gig like i said tight end is a wasteland and so if kyle pitts can start showing up gives him a massive advantage because he's going to need it this week um not a, it won't be an advantage from this week, though. Um, and finally, I'm going to talk about uh, Cordell Pat- Patterson. Currently running back four, he went buck wild on 141 and a touchdown. Uh, two weeks ago, 100, 120 yards. The only thing that he's missing is what a lot of people thought was him in the passing game. If that can start going up again and he, those targets come, we're looking at a league-winning type of player. Um, mm-hmm. it, on a regular team, one that has other uh, players that actually do well, um, <laughs> but it might it might propel Jordan to like a, uh... a almost playoff team. So, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, let's review Jason. Uh... Okay. Uh, on the other side, the uh, Mars Red Rocks currently two and one, and in second place in our league, um, carried by Tua and Tyreek. Um, Tua battling injury, um, if the probable designation still exists, um, he would probably be listed as that. But since it doesn't, they have him as questionable, but expected to play Thursday night against Cincy. We'll see if that affects him at all uh, this week. Um, Even if he does play, Cincinnati is pretty good against uh, opposing uh, quarterbacks and wide receivers. They're ranked third overall um, for both of his guys, Tua and Tyreek. Um, but I think they'll find a way to put up some points and see if that can help propel their team this week. Uh, Secondly, I'm going to talk about Justin Jefferson. He's currently eighth overall. I know Mike said everyone's first round uh, hasn't been paying off, and he had that one uh, huge week one where he put up 36 points, but followed by an eight- and three-point performances the last couple weeks. Uh, We know the Saints are susceptible to giving up uh, big games and big gains against wide receivers. Uh, we'll see what happens this week for Justin Jefferson. I expect him 
to be back in that top 10 performance uh, per usual. And then lastly, let's talk about Mark Mandrews. Uh, they're going to be facing Buffalo. He's currently the tight end one on the year, paid off on his draft price. Uh, Mars Red Rocks got him in the third round and started off slow with the eight-point game, followed up by a 22- and 25-pointer uh, the last two weeks uh, versus Miami and New England. He gets another uh, AFC opponent in Buffalo. We'll see what he does this week to uh, <clears throat> excuse me, take on the Luke I Am Your Father squad who is looking for their first victory. They're hungry. What's their owner got to say about this matchup? Uh, so my next factor for this game is going to be you, Jason. You want to do a water bet? You want to get wet? I propose we spin the wheel. Loser gets wet. Ooh. Do you even listen to the podcast? I don't know. You ask for the link every other fucking day. So, Jason, <laughs> listen to the podcast. Put my dick where your mouth is and do a water bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm not Spicy. All right. So, you heard it. He put the challenge out. Um, water bet. All right. He put his so, dick out. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Jordan, who do you have to win? Uh, my team sucks ass. That's all I'm going to say. No, you got to pick a winner. Me. Okay. <laughs> All right. First dub. Okay. This week. I feel good. All right. Um, I got. I have to mention one thing. This. This show is about accountability. It's not just about giving. Uh, you know, just having y'all listen to our beautiful voices. It's about accountability as well. So, people need to get called out, or get praised. And so, Jordan, you have started put doing picks, which was never in the dock, by the way, but you decided you wanted to. And I went back. You did not make any picks of the first week, but I went back the last two shows. You are currently batting 40%. Four out of 10. <laughs> Four out of 10. So if he picks you, that's not good. So right, well, then I won't do picks anymore. No, no, we want you to do picks. We want, but do better. We want you to know that you are now on notice. So I have been. I recorded your picks today. Uh, I have a spreadsheet. I have my <laughs> spreadsheets. You will see it, and you will you will get to see how you do for the rest of the year. So don't just you actually actually have to study. All right. So go ahead. I, I will say though this week. I don't hate your picks, but it might be a double reverse. So it, I'm a little scared. But I, I do anything I can to get a dub. If it gives you, if it gives you a little bit of pride, I actually believe you get your first win this week. Okay. All right, there we go. Okay. So, all right. Sorry, Jason. It's just I have a feeling. But we're gonna go to a, another another new segment. So um, I know there's a lot of people on here that's not a part of the league. So I wanted to add something that. You know, maybe we'll help others people out who are looking for advice. Um, and so we're each going to do a start of the week. Doesn't matter the position. Doesn't matter what team they're on. Doesn't matter um, at all. I mean, just who is somebody that you would put money on to start? Um, I'm going to go first, but I have to do a quick change because apparently y'all don't look at the goddamn doc. I was going to talk about Devonte Smith, so you are <laughs> you. So Dom highlighted him, and then Jordan hi highlighted him. So I'm changing my pick um, <laughs> because obviously we're saying start Devontae Smith um, because that matters. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. And, and one thing I'll say about Ooh. this segment is we're not picking people who are obvious starts. At least that's the, the goal. But knowing fucking mm -hmm. Jordan, he's going to pick Lamar. Um, but Tyler <laughs> Lockett is my pick. It sounds weird, all right? Sounds awful. But it does. It does. But let's but, hear it. I'll hear you out. But did you know in the last two games he had 11 targets? He is facing De Detroit, who has allowed points. But not only that, they have somewhat shut down the wide receiver one on that team, which means that Tyler Lockett's going to face either the slot guy or the, uh, the cornerback two. And I think he's going to feast. I think he will have, again, 10 to 11 targets because Detroit can also put up points. So if St. Brown plays, 
um, especially there could be a shootout for Seattle versus Detroit. And my, and I believe that Tyler Lockett is going to give you wide receiver two type numbers for a player who is barely flex worthy. So that is my hot take that I'm saying Tyler Lockett is a start of the week. All right. Start of the week here. So this one was tough for me, but I think this one's a no brainer for me. It's James Robinson. If you got him, fucking start him. He's number three running back in the league. Uh, He's got a touchdown every single week so far. I think he's getting over, I think in week two, he had over 20 touches last week. I know he had, he had a hundred yards and over 15 touches. I mean, the guy's getting the ball. You got to start him if you have him. I, and I've noticed that he's only on – he's actually only on, I think, 90% of the rosters in, in the uh, ESP and fantasy. So, there's people out there who haven't picked him up yet. What are you guys doing? Go grab this guy. Put him in your starting lineup. Evan. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, I'm going to talk about another running back. Uh, he was a waiver wire ad this week. Um, Chicago's running back, Khalil Herbert. Um, Montgomery's banged up. He could get majority of the work. And even if Montgomery is playing, um, maybe limited. Um, but Khalil Herbert picked up by J.O. this week. Um, looks good so far to start the season. Um, watching a few of his highlights from his game. I think if you pick them up and based on your lineup, if unless you have two studs above them, which not many people do, he's got to be in your starting lineup this week. All right, so I hope. And go ahead. Uh, just real quick, Dom. You said Jo picked him up. Are we sure Jo picked him up, or did his wife pick him up? Desiree, we know you're managing this team. The man's two and one. Come on now. Okay, Daddy Pinocchio's team. Whomever. Yeah. yeah. Mommy Pinocchio. Mommy Pinocchio over there. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that gives some value to people. So uh, we had our weekly life debate spin. Um, it came back as best game day snack. Uh, so snack, snack is a, you know, it's a, it's just a term where, you know, it can Mm. be anything, any type of food that you typically would have for your game days. Um, Mm. and Jordan gets the first pick. So who is your first rounder, Jordan? What is the best game day snack? You know, for me, it's gotta be, I gotta have a dip. You gotta have a dip at your game day, you know, either at the tailgate or at the house, um, Personally, I like to throw together an awesome skillet queso dip. It's got cream cheese, shredded cheddar cheese, Parmesan cheese, jalapenos, bacon, all this stuff in it. Comes out fantastic. Uh, I, I think he, you can't go wrong. It feeds a lot of people. You get you can get around the dips, kind of like the water cooler at work. You can chat. Oh, hey, Mike, why does your team suck all the time? You know, you talk about things like that. <laughs> so there you go. Game day dip. Uh, well. <laughs> wow. Right. Subtle okay. dig. Yeah. yeah. Uh, check the score last week. Um <laughs> Don, Don, I believe you're second. Yep. Uh, Well, I'm going to pick. I feel like this was my obvious choice. I was hoping Jordan didn't pick it. I thought it was easy 101. Um, But I'm going with uh, buffalo wings or wings in general. It doesn't have to be buffalo. Mm. It can be a sweet, tangy flavor. Um, And we've seen all the commercials when you're watching the game, too, from all the different uh, advertisers. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings. A local shout out to Pluckers, Hooters, and countless others, um, all based around the Buffalo Wing. It's just a staple for game day. I personally haven't figured out how to cook them myself. If I could, I'd have them for every game day. But I think that is easily my 101 pick for best game day snack. With a side of ranch, blue cheese, get, get that out of my face. Solid pick, because honestly, I uh, that was one of my 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 top two. I'd even do three. Um, I, I don't know why, because the top two I believe should have been picked. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jordan, I'm about to lock you out of this uh, spreadsheet. But um, <laughs> my best game day sa- snack is uh, again, it's not ne- necessarily a snack, but it can be. It's pizza. So. Ooh. Come on, how many times when you have a bunch of people over for a party, especially when you're going to watch the game, what are you typically learning, leaning on to? You're ordering a pie or like 10 of them. So pizza, I mean, if you don't even like pizza, roll that shit up and guess what? You got a calzone. You don't like that? You can make up, you can have Tatooine's pizza rolls. Pizza is the best game day snack. It's, it's meat 
bread, cheese. Like, what else do you need, man? You got your veggies there too, tomato sauce. I mean, you can actually throw some more on there if you want. So, yes, pizza, best game day snack. Um, so, with can that, do an honorable mention here. Yeah, go ahead. Burgers. I mean, especially for tailgates, it's a staple. Yeah. You can dress them up, dress them down, put them on lettuce bun if you so choose to go low carb. Burgers, where it's at. Or, I mean, if you do LSU, uh, tailgate jambalaya. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jambalaya is perfect. Oh, so many good choices here. This one was a tough one for me. I wings was actually my second one, Dom. I yeah, was torn between wings. Wings, wings are my second. Wings are my, yeah. my one or two. Um, Absolute no brainer. All right, best. <clears throat> what, should we do a different different one for that? Best wing sauce, or do you y'all just want to name what your favorite is? Ranch. Ranch? No, no, no. What, no, like on the wings. On the, oh, wing, on the wings. George. Oh, the, the tossed sauce. Yeah. I, me, I've always nothing is been able to match the Dr. Pepper from Pluckers. Oh, yeah. I love oh, – I mean, I, I would just classic. order like 20 of them and just go to town. We're doing Pluckers specifically, the Gold Rush, which I believe is Dr. Pepper mixed with their uh, medium, I believe. Mm. It's right up my alley. Yeah. I like uh, – I'm going to go a little bit different here and say I like a good dry rub. I like a good dry rub on the wing. Uh, emphasis on the rub there. It, just, it really, you know, like uh, like a garlic or – Anything dry. Just dry. Yeah, anything dry for you. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, <laughs> well, I think that's about to wrap it up. Um, we did listen to some of your comments. Uh, despite uh, Dom's not going to do, do put his yet, but we will be releasing power rankings um, after week four. So get ready for that. We listen to you. Um, and so, do y'all have anything else to say before we uh, head out? Yeah, I'll do um, one quick comment. The Saints-Vikings game takes place at 8.30 Central time for most of us here. That's 6.30 uh, uh, Western time for you, Mike. So um, make sure to set your lineups. And preferably, if you have people on injury, put them in in the regular positions like a running back or wide receiver and put the later time slots into your flex to – no pun intended, give you flexibility should you need to make a move later on in the day. That goes for Thursday night games too. Exactly, yes. Um, Jordan? No, I'm good. Excited for next week's live debate. My favorite yep. topic. Yep, I need, a, I need to find a way. I am not excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is going to be so good for next week for Dom. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm not going to get first pick. We don't want to, we don't want to spoil that yet. Tom does get first pick. Yeah. Jordan, first Jordan pick. you get, you get third and I will get second. Um, so I yeah. don't know what you're going with Mike. I don't think you do, but I, think I do. <laughs> I don't think you do, but uh, we can go on like that forever. But yes, remember London game really early. I'm going to be getting up just to make sure Dalvin plays. God, I hate London games. Uh, but yeah, thanks. Thanks everybody. And, uh, Have a good night. Later. Yep. See you, nerds. Later.